attitude. All right. Are you there? Hello, friends. Here we are at Kardec Radio. Happy birthday, Kardec Radio. How old is Kardec Radio today, Virginia? Eight. Eight. And how old are you? Five and eight months. Mm -hmm. And Carlos is here with us as well. He's saying hi from near us. Today we are going to study about Chico Xavier, right? Uh huh. And you're going to play with Daddy meanwhile, right? Oh, yeah. You want to say, listen to Kadak Radio Friends. Thank you, Virginia. Enjoy, okay? So today we're celebrating eight years. Okay, hold on a sec because I can hear something. All right. Isn't that funny? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah, this is live radio. And this is Live Spiritist Radio because we are here sharing the nourishments of the Spiritist message with you. It's been eight years and we are very thankful to the good and loving spirits that since day one, they told us to do it. They helped us design it, keep it, maintain it. We hope that we can actually more, do even more, as Leonardo Vieira said in the first program today, we need to do more. And you're invited to do more. We always need more people joining us, sharing this message. The statistics is beyond what we actually release, because I just released the statistics recently based in one or two platforms. Kardec Radio has several platforms, and... We're still working on compiling the numbers together. But as far as we know, from these two platforms, we have listeners in more than 120 countries around the world, which is amazing because we don't actually have a marketing strategy here. As Kardec did, Chico Xavier and many others, the message goes by itself. And the facilitators are you and I and many of us. And there's so much to share with you about spiritism because spiritism is a science that has this objective of studying who we are, our nature, where we've come from, our origin, and where we go to, our destiny, and our relationship with the two realms. And there isn't enough for us to share in 24 hours, but we hope over the years, maybe the century, we can all together in a teamwork effort share much more with many people around the world. So welcome, friends. It's a joy to be here with you. And inside of us, thank God, for we made it one more year. Thank you, God, for giving us health and wealth joy and hope and the endurance, resilience, the enthusiasm to share these teachings that nourish our souls, irrespective of race, race or nationality, 
socioeconomic status, making it free of charge for people around the world. And we thank you, hoping that you grant us many more years of opportunities of doing this work, where we find our inner illumination and the call to improve ourselves. And please forgive us for our shortcomings, for the days in which we couldn't do better, but we hope in renewed opportunities we will be more refined in sharing these teachings that are to transform ourselves and boost our spiritual progress and our material progress as well. And so be it. Today we're launching the Spiritist magazine. Yay! Look at this. The new release. It's all about Chico Xavier, the teachings that came through him and the simplicity. In a convoluted world, we need simplicity. Go to spiritismagazine.org and get your magazine. You can have your printout delivered to you at your door or go to the app or the website spiritismagazine.org and read it on our website. You can download the PDF and you can also, also do the beautiful. Let me just flip the pages a little bit before I call our our guest, Geraldo Lemos Neto, who is here with us from Brazil and is responsible the beauty, the latest release of the magazine. Take a look. I'm flipping the pages, hoping that you can see a little bit. Look how beautiful it is. It's about a humbling path to harmony, Kardec's codification. As you see in our table of contents, we have the dialogue between science and spiritism talking about scientific findings about the missionaries of the light by Kardec. We have a beautiful message by Mei Mei that is unprecedented from a book that is yet to be in English. In this magazine, we have articles from books that are yet to be published and will probably take a while to be published. So you can have uh, your hands on those materials right on. I have friends like Carol Correa and others who use the magazine to do the God at Home meetings or to do study sessions or to even share them at Cardiac Radio and other uh, in our social media. So you see in a specific article that we have published that our dear Chico Xavier is the model for us, the model of simplicity as well. To talk about this and much more, we have our dear friend, Geraldo Lemos Neto here from Brazil, who is the reason why we made it to this. Hello, Geraldinho. How are you? Welcome to Kardec Radio. Hello, Vanessa. How are you too? Uh, I'm, oh. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Congratulations for the eighth year of Kardec Radio. And I'm very, very proud of you guys. You've done a wonderful job. Thank you, Geraldinho. You know, we're so happy you're here. We were recently there with you, and you gave us so much material, so many of the friends in Minas Gerais. 
and Rio de Janeiro, thanks to you, relate to us beautiful stories about Chico Xavier and his legacy, especially on simplicity. And we know that when we go to the gospel according to Spiritism, one of Jesus' virtues that is so striking is his simplicity. Many people nowadays, even in Spiritism, are trying to make things a little more complicated, um, making prerequisites that are complicated to the dissemination of the message. And we go back to Chico Xavier and everything's so simple. So I know Chico Xavier is very dear to your heart. Do you want to share a little bit with the listeners why Chico is so close to you? Okay, Vanessa. Uh, I came from a family on my mother's side from Pedro Leopoldo, Minas Gerais, where Chico Xavier was born. Actually, he was born in a, in a home that was shared with relatives of mine. So uh, all my uncles and also my, my grandmother, uh, her sisters and brothers, they all were very close friends from Chico since Chico Xavier was a little child. So that since I was born, I, I heard lots of stories about Chico. I heard lots of cases about his mediumship, his his kindness. So I was very eager to to know him, and so that I I had the chance to know him in São Paulo on 14th of October 1981, when I was uh, when when I was 19 years old at that at this time, and. I, I get to know him in a meeting in Sao Paulo where he was launching two, publishing two new, new books. And that night was a very special night because I start working, uh, helping my, my grand aunt uh, in this uh, organization. And it started at 8 p.m. and went on until 7.30 the next day. And I was very, very much impressed how Shiku was so kind of those people. I, I mean, he was like 10,000 people passing through and he would hug everyone. He would, uh, you know, talk a little bit with everyone and gave them a rose and also uh, gave them uh, the, the, his his book with, you know, the, the autograph. So after 11 hours and 30 minutes of working, uh, right beside Chico, I got the chance to hug him myself. And it was a very, very emotional uh, time that I will never forget. And he asked me to, to go to Uberaba to know his works and so that I was there 15 days after this day. Wow. Let me ask you, how old was Chico Xavier then? At that time, Chico Xavier was 71 years old in 1981. Remembering oh. that he was born on, the, on April the 2nd of 1910. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm asking you this because 
you know, it's amazing that he does, he was able to do this and he decided to do this. Yesterday I was reading one of his statements saying, um, one day my body is going to be tired and willing to being bad, but this day is not today. And I tell that to me, to myself every day. So it's amazing because many people, Geraldo, they do good works and they keep, you know, it's as if they scored a good work for eternity. And I see that Chico Xavier, he did good works today. The next day, it's as if he's starting, he's resetting and starting anew. It's as if like, well, today's a new day. What's the good work of today? Right? That's quite right. Uh, he never stopped working. And he, he had such an er energy uh, to do, you know, everything related with spiritism, with the gospel of Jesus with the caring of the needs. And I remember this very same day, the, the 14th of October, 1981, uh, around 4 a.m., uh, the, the, the head of the center uh, where, where Shiku was uh, having this meeting uh, came to my grand aunt and told her, uh, Nair, I'm going to close the doors of the center because uh, the people never stop coming. So I'm, <laughs> I, be I better close the, the, the doors. And she told him, did you ask this uh, uh, to Chico? Did, did you ask permission to, to Chico? And he, he told her, no, no, I didn't. And, and she left. Oh, wow. And after like three minutes or maybe five minutes, I saw Chico calling him, uh, Galvis, the, the name of the guy, Galvis, come, come here, come in here, please. And then I, I heard Chico telling him, uh, please do not close the doors. I'm here to hug and to receive everyone that comes to this place, to see me and to see the books that I'm launching today. So. So that please do not close the, the, the doors. And it was 4 a.m. And the doors stood open until 7.30. Because until 7.30 in the, in the next morning, uh, the people would come. It was amazing. I, 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 I certainly think that more than 10,000 people passed through me that, that day going to hug Chico. Wow, it's amazing. And I say this because I remember once I've heard the two spiritists, uh, speakers and mediums telling me like, oh, as if it's not a virtue, saying, oh, we're not going to allow ourselves to be um, um, abused by the people like Chico Xavier used to do. So if you go back. Do you think Chico Xavier allowed himself to be abused? No, certainly not. This, this, he, he would never think that of uh, an abuse by the people because he was very happy to be with the people. Uh, if you could see Chico happy, you uh, would uh, understand that he would be very, very pleased 
to be with the people, uh, surrounding by the need, needed ones and the, the ones that are suf were suf suffering. And he would be very happy to talk to them and all the time. Uh, at this time that I start going to Uberaba to see his works, he had two, uh, three uh, public meetings. Two of, the, of them were uh, the, the reunions, the meetings with the psychographic of him, uh, the mediumship that he was devoted to. And those two meetings were on uh, Grupo uh, da Presse in Uberaba. Then they and he would start this meeting 8 a.m. and would not have time to, to stop. And it would go on until three or four in the in the, in the dawn. And the other one was Saturday. The, those two were uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, and the other one was Saturday in the afternoon around four uh, around two fifteen in the afternoon where Shiku went to the surroundings of Uberaba uh, near the needed ones and would do a, the gospel according to Spiritism in the opening. And they would do this for half an hour. And the, the later two hours from that, he would just hug and embrace the needed one, give, giving them wh whatever they need in, you know, in material terms and also in spiritual terms. So he was happy to do this. This was not uh, considered by him as an abuse. So it's pure love, right? We would say he really felt the call to serve and he loved the people. He felt like service. Certainly he's a spirit that is beyond the level of our evolution, but he showed to us that it's, it takes only a decision. Have you ever heard if any spirit pushed him to, to make that decision, Geraldinho? Because we, we've heard that the spirits invited him to do the work, but it was on him to make a decision. Many people they say to me, oh, I've never heard a, a voice telling me what to do. So how do I know when to begin? But it didn't happen with Chico Xavier either. He was invited. He was not told to do this, that, and the other, right? That's quite true because, you know, this love, this kind of love or uh, acceptance of Jesus calling, it's a needed thing. And Chico Xavier was you know, called to to do the works of Jesus, even before he was an spiritist. Uh, he told me once that in his youth, when his family and himself were still Catholics, uh, he, he would go to the church to teach the children about Jesus. So it was a, a, an inner calling. And after he was 17 years old, when he uh, had his first contact with Alan Kardec's works. Now, and, and then he started to, to, to perform his uh, mediumship, especially the psychographic ones, and also uh, found uh, in Pedro Leopoldo his first 
Center, Centro Espírita Luis Gonzaga, uh, and start working with the Spiritism. Uh, he was always there for the work uh, by himself. I mean, it was a, a free choice for him. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I want to show to our audience so I can ask you a few questions as well. When we were there in the beautiful and promising lands of uh, um, Minas Gerais, there's something quite special about it, the many missionaries. I want to show to our friends a little bit about the recent issue of the Spiritist magazine. Take a look, friends, at these few pages. So we go back to this. Take a look at this article. We've tried to summarize a little bit. Look at the beautiful landscape in Minas Gerais. This is just a little bit of it. And in this article, Geraldo Lemos Neto, John Harley, Eugenio Stacchio, and uh, um, Terezinha de Castro and many others, they helped us see a little more about Chico Xavier and his life and his legacy. And one of the things that was amazing to us was, oh, sorry. <clears throat> it just skipped. He worked... Geraldo, one of the things that is striking for us, and I want to ask you this question, as, as people see the pages, you can go to spiritismagazine.org or to our free app and read it. But Geraldo, we want to ask you this question. Chico Xavier was invited because he was a very competent public servant. To work at other cities, other places, and yet he decided to stay in Uberaba or Peter Leopoldo, Peter Leopoldo, and then Uberaba. Can you tell us a little bit more about the information when he decided to keep things a little simpler and stay where he needed to stay to do the work? Yes, uh, Vanessa, I remember one case that uh, he told me uh, in the early beginnings of his works with the spirits, uh, remembering that Chico Xavier in June 1932, he was only 22 years old, uh, published his first book, that is the uh, Parnaso de Alentumulo, and uh, it was a, a very huge su su success in that time in Brazil. And the book was written by the, the poets, uh, the Portuguese and the Brazilian poets. And uh, it was uh, a huge hit at that time. And the, the, ma the magazines and also the newspapers from Rio de Janeiro, from Sao Paulo, from Belo Horizonte, they were all talking about this. And it got the attention of uh, the, the uh, uh, Brazilian Literature Academy. And Chico Xavier was invited by a very uh, high uh, high 
you know, well-positioned uh, poets at that time in Belo Horizonte and in Rio de Janeiro. And in this meeting, they uh, held a private conversation with Chico Xavier. And they asked him that uh, he should renounce the, uh, the spiritist uh, authorship you know, of this, of those uh, po poems, and uh, and and to uh, he was uh, offered a, a, a great amount of money to renounce the spiritism, to assume that all of those poems were written by himself, and he would be given. Uh, a high rise in life, you know, a, a high standard of living in Belo Horizonte or in Rio de Janeiro, he could, uh, you know, choose himself, uh, whatever he wanted to uh, receive, and they would uh, pay him for that. And he, he told them, no, this is impossible because those works are not mine. Those works are from the spirits that I, uh, I'm very humble to receive and I will be in this pathway with Jesus, uh, not charging anything for, for the, these works. And I, they don't, do not belong to me, they belong to the spirits. It's amazing. I, I say this because talking to friends and over the years, you observe that, of course, we want to progress materially, but there is always the question of balance according to our spiritual plans as well. So Chico Xavier knew had that uh, input from his discernment to know he was very competent as a, as a professional as a competent public servant, but he was also very diligent in, in observing that he was on earth temporarily. And I see spiritists nowadays that quit their spiritual work and the prioritizing of their work because they were promoted or they moved to a different place, to a different country, and they claim, oh, well, I can no longer do this because I'm traveling because I, my profession is too demanding and they don't realize that the forces of darkness have a very subtle strategies and sometimes even having a child. Uh, no way, right? Jesus, right? Right? Yes, to move them away. This is a strategy of the dark side, yeah. Yeah. And I see, for example, people, they have children and they say, I can't go to the center anymore. I cannot do the, I know presence of spiritist centers, vice presidents of spiritist centers, group coordinators who say, oh, now I'm going to have a baby. I have to stop. And I say, why? I understand as a mother, it's the highest, I mean, the most demanding work you ever do to be a mother, father. But you can't stop the work and focus on only one. You need to bring, like we bring Virginia everywhere. And so people say, but you bring her everywhere. Of course we do. Because children, Jesus said, let the children come. 
and she has to learn how to be well in this meeting. I remember we were recently there, right, Geraldo? And you were coordinating a meeting at Casa de Chico Xavier in Pedro Leopoldo. And we were seated next to you. You were coordinating the study. And this was so adorable. I was seated next to you. And the public was there, the people at the table. And Virginia was seated on my lap. She was drawing, and but she was observing what you're doing. And she felt so inspired that at the very end, she did something she never does at our meetings. She said, I want to say something. I said, but you can't. No, She whispered, but I want to say something. And I said, it depends. What is it? I love spiritism. Yes. And then... And then I turned to you and I whispered to you and you were so embracing. You said, okay, let her speak. And you let her speak as well. Yes. And that was a very emotional moment. And she was so, so kind. So, and the people loved to hear that from her, that she loved spiritism. It was a very touching moment. Right. And I think I see people nowadays when children are, they reach their teenage years and the parents want them to do stuff. But if you spent the whole childhood saying, no, you can't, you cannot be here. You're not welcome. When they have a voice, they're going to say, I don't want to be here. That's, that's, so, quite, yeah. that's a, right? a real problem with the centers nowadays, everywhere in the world. Yeah. And how was it in Chico Xavier's time? It's, it, it was the same. He, Chico Xavier would embrace the children, uh, the youth. Uh, he would love to, to hear the, the, the spirited youth playing for him, the, you know, the, the guitar or the piano or, every, or the flute. Uh, and he, he would embrace everyone. He would never put them aside, never. Never, right? He really followed this, our dear Jesus. So talking about, about simplicity. Uh, hold on, Geraldinho. Okay. Let me see. Okay, now we got it. So... Uh, Chico Xavier, one of the things that I learned over the years, and especially in this last trip with you and many friends, and especially Teresinha de Castro in Rio de Janeiro, um, was Chico Xavier made everyone feel very special, irrespective of their socioeconomic status, to the point he would customize cards made out of dry flowers. Yes. And... He would send them to people all around the world, including to Salim Haddad here in the United States, North Carolina. Do you want to make a comment on this, Geraldo, since you yes. know many stories? Okay. Th this is, was a very special uh, doing from Chico. He would reserve all Sunday for this. And remember, sun Sunday is our you know uh, rest day of the week, so... The, the rest day of Chico Xavier, Sunday, was working all day long. He started at 7 a.m. and stayed until 1 a.m. the next day, 
sitting in his, uh, you know, dining room and uh, writing letters and making these cards, also sending uh, messages, uh, uh, little messages that were printed uh, from the spirits he received. And he he would uh, take all the, the the letters that he received from the mail. Uh, he himself named this Sunday the 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 works of the mail. And uh, but he was not at the mail. He was at him his dining room and open oh, wow. opening the letters himself and answering them by writing or by sending books or by sending autographs or also messages and also those uh, cards. Uh, it, it was very interesting because he, he loved himself to take flowers from, you know, from uh, the nature and, and to dry them, putting them between papers, between uh, so they could be dry in a while, and after that he would himself uh, glue them in in those cards and design, you know, flowers or wherever, and and then dedicated those special cards to to mothers in Mother's Day, or to fathers in Father's Day, or to children in the Children's Day in, in Brazil. And especially, uh, the best time for him was Christmas time. He would send, you know, messages uh, decorated by him to all over the world, all, all over the, the places in Brazil, even overseas, was messages from Jesus, uh, from the gospel he received from the spirits. It's amazing. And... You know, writing about his simplicity, I realized he was a minimalist before people invented the world, the word minimalism, because he kept things so simple that he never, even spiritist centers, he avoided making them grow physically too large, though it was always overcrowded. Do you want to make any comment in that regard, Geraldo? Yes, uh, Chico would uh, commonly said uh, said to us that uh, it would be better to the centers to be small. It's best to be to have many centers, smaller centers than a big one, because he would uh, concerned that uh, larger centers would be a problem to administrate, and it. It often, uh, often, uh, he could see that the larger ones, the the love would go away. You know, as you go grow large, and have lots of responsibilities, and uh, the administration is more difficult. So that you uh, in, uh, initiate to, to to put people aside. That's that was a problem. That's why he would prefer smaller centers. Uh, Grupo Espírita da Prece, where Chico Xavier was attending at that time from, I think he inaugurated it in 1975 on, from that time on until his death on uh, 2002. 
in he, the, the Grupo Espírita da Prece in Uberaba is a small a small place, and he was at when Chico was there psychographing or receiving uh, the people. It was always crowded, and it had uh, big windows, and I I would. Uh, see everyone there by the windows, by the doors, or, you, or even sitting by the floor just to await the messages to be read by Chico. Because Chico started psychographing at 8 p.m. and he would go on until 3 or 4 a.m. the next day. And after that, you know, a very exhausting work, because he he never stopped. He was you know all uh, he he was he he was going to write all these hours nonstop. And after the, the you know the, he stopped like three or four a.m. He would sip uh, a, a tea or coffee, and then he himself would read all the messages that he received to the people. He never passed to another person to read. He himself would read them. And, oh, wow. and this is, you know, how, how simple it was and how close also it was because uh, the people that was receiving those messages, they, they received also the kind and, uh, and the care from Shiku as if they were from the same family. And mm -hmm. most of the time, the people were from all over Brazil, uh, mainly from other religions. Maybe 90% of them were not spiritists, would mm -hmm. not know anything about the spiritism. And nevertheless, they were there sharing those moments, uh, very special moments, heard hearing about their relatives that were that would was uh, you know in the spiritual world through Chico Xavier and they were very emotional it was a very uh, touching moment for everyone even for us that we, we are just you know watching this but we also were very touched by those moments it's it's amazing Geraldo the and, you know, it's a call to simplicity in our daily lives as well. Uh, Chico Xavier had the opportunity to be so famous, renowned, uh, celebrities all around the world, researchers, thinkers, even NASA visited him to research on him. And yet he kept everything very grounded and simple. I see people, especially in the United States, but not only, a new generation that is coming. I talk to parents and children, and I, I hear children from a young age saying, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to, but their goal is to become famous. It's not actually to do the good. I'm not saying that there aren't those who want to do the good. There are. But Chico Xavier ne never aimed at being famous. On the contrary, he was always very conscientious about the need to be diligent and simple 
and uh, how cautious he had to be not to stain this the purity of spiritism right yes and you can see that uh listening or reading his answers uh when he was interviewed it's amazing you can see that he was a humble one the servant one he was never putting himself in the first places on the contrary he was the one that put himself in the last places uh, as he always said he was just you know a wall where the, the spirits uh, put uh, their messages but they he was not the message and this is very special to us uh, Chico Xavier always put himself in the last places uh, on the contrary, nowadays we can see mediums, we can see speakers always put themselves in the first places. And that is the opposite of Chico Xavier's teachings or Chico Xavier examples. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because he was not afraid of sharing of being there, but he was conscientious that it yes. didn't come from him, the true humility, because some people have the false modesty saying, no, who am I to be on camera? But it's not about you. It doesn't matter if it's you or somebody else, but if it's you, yeah, you better go. Not because it's you, but because it's through you. And Chico Xavier really lived that life of simplicity, always reminding everyone that nothing came from him but there's one thing that really i think nowadays for us as ordinary and i say ordinary unique in god we all are but ordinary to the world and i was asking friends what if you received through psychography one just one phenomenal book like this just this one paul and steven which is a masterpiece. A masterpiece, yes. Right? Would you, would you, um, number one, disclose that it came from a spirit or would you do like many authors nowadays? They know it didn't come from them, but they are afraid of disclosing that it came through them so they keep the authorship. Two, would you, as finished, turn the original and the typed form to an organization like Chico Xavier did, for example. He gave the original and the typed-in form that was revised to the Brazilian Spiritist Federation and never worried about marketing the books, not even creating a bookstore in his center. He would often say that uh, if if allowed, he would just we should give the books for free. What do you want to say about this, Geraldo? Yes, uh, that that's very important because Chico Xavier, in all all his life, he worked with the 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 publishing houses. The first one was Federação Espírita Brasileira, the Feder the Spiritist Federation in Brazil until 1971, 72, 
And then he started working with other ones in Sao Paulo, in Belo Horizonte, in Rio de Janeiro. And always he would give all the copyrights for free for those institutions. Because as he was taught and tell by Emmanuel, his uh, guide, uh, the, he could not charge for this. And also there, the, the, the most important thing that those institutions would do is to disseminate Spiritism uh, through the books. And the, the psychographic mediumship of Chico Xavier was considered by Emmanuel the most important one. We know he had every kind of mediumship and he exercised them as well, but he devoted a focus on this uh, psychographic mediumship because he, the, uh, from those messages written by the spirits, he knew those messages would turn into books and the, bo the books at those publishing houses would, uh, you know, go every places. And nowadays we know like more than 30 uh, languages are, you know, uh, those books are virtue too. And uh, probably around more than 50 million books all over the world were sold in uh, the dissemination of the spiritism. That's the work of Chico. And Chico would never charge a penny for that. And he lived uh, 92 years, 75 mm -hmm. years devoted to mediumship with Jesus and Kardec. And in this, uh, he, he never changed. His life was the same from Pedro Leopoldo in the early ages of 17 years old until Uberaba from 1959 when uh, uh, Chico was 49 years old when she, he moved to, to Uberaba until his later days in 2002. He was just a simple man in a very humble house and uh, facing difficulties even to uh, to fulfill all his needs uh, because he was short of money it's amazing Geraldo. it's amazing because uh, it's not trivial it may seem simple but it's not trivial and he took uh, a decision on his part. He was never pushed or imposed upon by any superior spirit. We, we want to highlight that, that he took his inner decision to, to go to that pathway. And for those who are awaiting a voice or a special dream, or a special call or something extraordinary to say, if that happens, then I'll change my life around. Don't wait because um, it may take other mechanisms of life to actually make us do what we have to do voluntarily. That's, that's the leap between the animal kingdom and the human kingdom. When it comes to human kingdom, 
it takes free will and conscience. And it's consciousness, this awareness of whom we are and the decision to, to be a co-creator, hopefully, at greater levels as we evolve, quoting from our dear Andrea Luis. Geraldo, we are in the last 10 minutes of our program. I know there is a much to talk about. We want to often remind people that there is the Spiritist magazine in its latest issue for you to go deeper into Chico Xavier's many psychographed texts that are yet to be published in English. And also uh, a special article that we compiled based on our recent uh, experience uh, getting to know more about his legacy in Brazil. But Geraldo, there is one thing in of all the books that Chico Xavier psychographed, you, you know which one he, was the dearest to him, right? I, I think you mentioned yeah. that once once. Yes, I, I once I, I asked him from all those books uh, which ones that were favored uh, or you know special ones. And he told me that he would favor three of them, four of them, actually. Uh, the first one was Paul and Stephen, Paulo e Estevam. Yes, the story of, the, 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 of Paul and also the story of Stephen, the first martyr of Christianism. And also the second one was uh, that Paul and Stephen is from Emmanuel. The second one was Boa Nova. I don't know the name in English. How, good how news, good news. Okay, good news uh, from the spirit of Umberto de Campos. And the third one was his mother book, Letters from a Dead Woman, Cartas de Uma Morta. So those three books were his favorite. That's amazing. And I, I, I'm asking you this because for all those who are with us, whether you're a spiritist or not, but you're feeling the call, you feel this message. Emmanuel, in the preface of this amazing book, he says the following. He says, <clears throat> who in this world does not have a ministry from God? Many will say they do not know what their particular calling is, that they are ignorant in this respect. However, we will answer that besides ignorance, there is neglect and much pernicious caprice or caprice. Those who are more exacting will remark that Paul received a direct call from God. But in reality, all ordinary men and women have been personally called to serve Christ. The form may vary, but the essence of the summons is always the same. The call to the ministry sometimes arrives subtly, unexpectedly. Most people, however, are resistant to the Lord's general invitation. Very well. Jesus is not a master of forceful means, 
And if the figure of Paul appears to be greater in our eyes, it is because he hearkened to the call, repented, denied himself, took up his cross, and followed Christ to the end of his work on the earth. Amid persecution, infirmities, derision, mockery, disillusionment, desertions, stonings, beatings, and imprisonment, Paul of Tarsus was a courageous and sincere man walking in the darkness of the world to meet the master who made himself heard at the crossroads of his life. Paul was much more than a predestined individual. He was an accomplisher who strived daily to reach the light. So I'll leave the final comments with you, Geraldo. Yeah, that's, that's very, very important to say. Uh, this book is a very special book and one cannot read it without crying out, you know, all, all the beautiful the teachings that Emmanuel wrote about Paul of Tarsus and also about Stephen. Uh, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, emotional myself here because uh, I think, I remember one time in the, the late 80s, where when uh, Shiku asked, I, I was having lunch with him, and suddenly he stopped and look, uh, looked up, and we knew when this was happening, he was probably talking to the spirit, so we respected those moments. And after a while, he came and asked me, Geraldinho, uh, what is multimedia <laughs> I don't know is it in English the same word multimedia yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. what is multimedia and uh, it, it was the 80s uh, nobody knew this word and I I myself I I just tell him told him well Chico I don't know what it means but probably is the reunion of, of all media but why are you asking me that? And she, he told me, because the spirits here are telling me that it will come a time where the spiritist doctrine and the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord, will be te the teaching by the oh. multimedia. And wow. that we are living this time now. Uh, we 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 can uh, have the you know the, all the the works of Shiku of the do Spiritist doctrine, uh, you know the Kardec Radio is doing this job on multimedia, and it's it's the time that Shiku himself predicted some time ago, maybe thirty years ago, maybe or more than thirty years ago, and it's happening now. And I congratulate you, Vanessa, Carlos, and Virginia. You are doing the good job of Christ there, uh, spreading the word, nourishing the souls. And it, this is very special. And I'm very quite sure that Chico Xavier himself is very proud of you guys and very happy with you guys. Thank you so much, Geraldo, for the inspiration and for being a person that is always um, 
available to helping us see what we couldn't see or understand. Uh, by the way, for those who are watching us, Geraldo Lemos Net is going to be here in the very lands of Kardec Radio, Washington, D.C., Virginia, this mid-August. Keep an eye because we have much to do and learn with him. And I know, Geraldo, yesterday you, you launched a new series in English. And uh, we will share here at Kardec Radio as soon as we finish the anniversary series of talks and uh, lives. So people follow through. We hope we can talk about it and make it available at Kardec Radio as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I'd like also to say one thing that Chico told me once also. And I put this uh, saying of him, him in, in my book, Chico Xavier Mandato de Amor. Uh, oh, yeah. love mandate and and he he told me once that if he had the power of uh, you know a president of a governor or even a mayor of the city if he had such a power he would put in outdoors all over the place the saying of Jesus our Lord love one to oneself all of you uh, love as I loved you. You should love as I loved you. And this was the kind of message that Chico would say to everyone, that we should learn to love, to share our love with the others, with our family, with our relatives, with our, our work uh, fellows, and with the society. And the life has no meaning without this kind of love, that we must be inspired by Jesus, our Lord, to, to be in this pathway. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Geraldo, for being with us, giving us a boost always and sharing much that we are yet to know. And for those who are watching, Stay put, because next is Sabine Beck Sunshine from California doing her beautiful works based on the reports of the spirits. Yes, it's almost reality show of the spirits, as in Kardec's book, Heaven and Hell. Stay there, and, and afterwards, we'll have Carol Correa and Brian Foster as well, and we may see each other later in the night to say our final goodbye, maybe at 11 p.m., why not? It's an event. You know, tomorrow we have a new program kickstarting. Sergio Schickler from Florida is starting his Kardec after lunch every Friday at 1 p.m. What a beautiful idea. Just go to spiritismstudy.org and get to know more. Tomorrow here, a new program. Marcelo Medeiros as well is starting about spiritism in the media. He's a journalist and a spiritism from New York, sharing more about it. Kardec Radio is always trying to expand. So if you have ideas, you want to help and work, join us as well. Kardec Radio is for you, and he needs you as well. So let us thank God for this opportunity. A big hug, right, Virginia? Ah. To Tio Geraldinho. And traveling around the world. Thank you. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. What is he saying, airplane? I know.
we just need to cook one more and then we are done. Oh. Come on, computer. <laughs> yep. 